I'm saucier now anyway. Round two is a good choice. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like any brain frog I had from lunch, I'm like, all right, I'm back. Let's do this. Round Let's two. Do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's start by talking about who we are. We are Kung Fu Conversations with Owen Schilling and Randall Davis. You can find us on Instagram at KF Conversations. You can also find us on Gmail at Kung Fu Conversations at gmail.com. Let's see. Our, we have a YouTube channel. We have a Teespring account where you can buy our cool merch. You can also find us at Buy Me a Coffee at Kung Fu Con Pod. That is Kung Fu Con Pod at Buy Me a Coffee. And your school name, sir? My school name is Boulder Internal Arts out here in Boulder, Colorado. And you will find Owen also has a blog spot by the same name. You can catch up on some great insight into Kung Fu on his blog spot. And if you decide to go train with Owen... It is Shingy and Bagua that he's going to be teaching you. My name is Randall Davis over here in Longmont, Colorado, which is just 15 miles down the road from Boulder. And I am uh, the head coach at Red Force Chinese Boxing, where I will be showing you some Wong Q Wing Chun. As I'm the Colorado rep under my Sifu Sifu Mayor, you can find Red Force Chinese Boxing on YouTube, on Facebook, and Instagram as well. You can also find Boulder Internal Arts on Instagram as well. I keep forgetting you got a new, you got the gram now. It is. I have it. The old the old Insta. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about, this is very, this is, um, you might consider it the micro and macro. So what might be right for the practitioner and the student in the long-term and long-term training might not be what's right for the style, the tradition, or the lineage. And what do I mean by that? So you have... Long-term practitioners that might not be lineage holders, they might decide that they do not want to teach. I have enough brothers and sisters in the system that are going to pass it on. We're going to make sure that another generation has this branch of Bagua, this branch of Choilifoot, this branch of Southern Mantis, whatever it may be. But as a practitioner, you might find that your seafood tailor certain things to you and so your practice might stand alone or be a little bit different than everybody else's or you might have the opportunity to have something that is kind of your favorite area like maybe you're in southern mantis and maybe it's a weapon maybe it's a two-man set that you're doing that you really find useful and you're going to help your younger brothers and sisters train in the system. So your insight into that two-man form might be even stronger than your teacher's insight into that two-man set. Sure. So that individual um, relationship with the system and with that lineage might be very much your own thing. And I find that fascinating, you know, and I think especially with principle-based arts, I think that that's where a lot of variation happens in systems and styles like your Taiji, like your Bagua, like your Xingyi, like maybe a Tongbei, something like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, my friend? I think that, that you're. That I think that's a good a good way to frame it. I also think that, like, from my own experience, I think the majority of people who do martial arts fit into that model. <laughs> yeah, because, because I would agree with that. Because most people don't go on to teach, right? They, you know, that they just don't, and that's good. That's a good thing. And if they have something – and I, I would also venture to say that most people who don't teach end up really 
finding something that they li- and we're talking long term students, but they're really going to find something they really enjoy about the system or several things. You know, like uh, there's always I I mean just in my personal experience, learning, you know, circle walking. Like, sure. Like that was like Shinti and Bagua is one of my favorite things to do. And it's so complex that, yeah. I mean, you have so many different ways when you're teaching me that you're like, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Mm-hmm. And that tells me that you have worked so long and hard to save that information, but also convey it in a way that somebody else can, can maybe practice it mm-hmm. and get it in their system. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's like once you get to a certain place with it and I, I imagine this is, I mean, I've studied God, I don't know, like Quarter half, of a, oh. half a dozen martial arts, you yeah. know, over the last like 30 years or whatever. And I, I, at least in my experience that that's, that's what it's always come to is it ends up being a place where I find something that I really enjoy in particular about the art. I really dig in and I go deep, whether it's like, you know, a, five elements or it's like two of the five elements, you know, or if it was, you know, if it's a Shinti and Bagua or, you know, if it's a Taiji, you know, there's little, there's pieces and parts of everything that I like. And you, I think there's, there's an argument to be made for, for really doing what you enjoy and really trying to become maybe just a subject matter expert in that particular thing. Let's talk about the dark side of that though. Do you think that maybe that's why so many people got stuck on push hands in Tai Chi and they didn't look at the rest of the system and look at it as a whole. Is it, is there a possibility? And, you know, I'm not saying that one thing is one thing or, you know, the other is the other, but sometimes there's always a crossroads. And mm-hmm. I feel like when there's a lot of people that really start to, Oh, we're really good at this. We're really specializing in it. Well, are you actually practicing the system then? Because if you're a specialist in one thing, does that, can you tie that back into what makes it a part of the whole? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I, well, and you know, I think that you can also say there is, if you want to talk about the dark side, right? <laughs> so maybe, maybe you should be, there's an argument to be ma- made that maybe you should be doing the stuff that you don't like. Cause maybe that's the stuff you suck at. And maybe that's oh, the place that, where, that's that is... a place where you're really going to build your real skills. Yeah. As opposed to just doing the shit that you like or you're good at, mm-hmm. you know. I find having a process too on let, let's call it eating bitter or being an adult and eating your vegetables. Mm-hmm. I find having a process to do it, a way or a methodology to break down into the stuff that you. Let, let's just say maybe you don't like it, but you're not as skilled at it, mm-hmm. and maybe that's kind of like there's that disappointment factor as being a practitioner. It's like. I have done this fucking form for, for mm-hmm. 20 years. Right. Why, or, you know, this, this certain thing for 20 years, why am I still not reaching the next plateau? And I think sometimes as a practitioner, and it's a good, good practice to get into, especially if you ever decide that you do want to be a teacher is breaking down whatever this process is. Maybe it's um, something with the Jiban Gong. You can't take the skill in the Jiban Gong and integrate it back into your live fire, or maybe it's something with a power training method and you're really good at the power training method, but you're awful at applying it. Sure. So what is that barrier to entry and maybe finding out, okay, mine was Palchuan. I, I, you know, I was really having trouble um, going from, you know, straight to that rotated hips and then keeping the shoulders and everything else in the same line and sphere, you know, aligned and all this other stuff. And so I'm like, okay, well, don't just blow through the damn form. Mm-hmm. 
Why don't you take it down and do – I was actually doing sections of the form forward and backwards, just really slow. I was doing it exceedingly long, like extending it, extending the movement, almost yogic. Mm. And then I was doing it maybe a little bit smaller and trying to dial it down. And then I would go back to the, the proper range of motion with that movement, and I would try it over and over and over again. And so I had a methodology to, to tear that apart. And sure. and I think as a learner, you know, even like again, even if you don't teach, maybe that might be something that you could pass on to somebody else that's struggling with you. Because mm-hmm. because I mean that's part of being um, a good training partner. Sure. You know, maybe maybe we're too obsessed with some titles like Hing and Dicey Hing or, mm-hmm. you know, Sifu and Simu and all this other stuff. And maybe, maybe just be a good partner. Maybe be a good person to work with. Yeah. Be a good student, you know, mm-hmm. be, a, be, a, be a senior student in an organization and not really teach. Or, you know, sometimes you help teach or you, yeah. help, you help coach like some of the, some of the younger people. If, they, if you've got a particular skill set that they are, you know, they're struggling with and you, maybe you have struggled with it and you've overcome that. That's and exactly like, hey, right. This is how I did it. I think that those I, I don't know. I have a theory that like the best people in most schools are not teachers. They're people. They're just really they're really dedicated practitioners and people who spend a lot of time, effort, and probably money, uh, really drilling into the art and really trying to get the most out of it that they can. The but, quiet John and Jane in the in the corners, kind of yeah, just just banging it out. They've mm-hmm. been there for years and years mm-hmm. and years, you know. And you get to listen. You get to you get to see who goes through the school and who makes it and who doesn't mm-hmm. and you know what they struggled with and what you struggled with and all the other stuff too. It's very much a, a that journey process. Yeah. You know, that long-term journey process. What do you think as far as what might be good for the practitioner might not be good for the system part of it, Owen? You know, do you think that you have to learn the whole system as a practitioner to actually get something from it? Do you think you have no. to keep it all the time? Or what do you think about maybe – being one of these lineage holders, we were, I was talking in an example, I was listening to a podcast a while back. Um, I think it's defunct now. Um, but just in case it's not, I'm not going to mention the name of it, but this gentleman studied multiple Chinese arts and I, I can't remember if it was each one or what it was. that was his main art, but he had worked a little bit with a gentleman that had a huge Bagua system and he had coaches underneath him that were in their fifties and sixties. This guy was like 80 something, mm. the, the main, the main honcho at the school that did the Bagua. And the system was huge. You know, it, it had like all the, you know, the jibang gongs, the footworks, <laughs> oh, the micro no. drills and the two man <laughs> sets and all, you know, like, like, you know, a gal style big of, yeah. a, of a system that wasn't gal style. And I'm like, what is the old man training? He's like, for the last 20 years, all he's done is single palm change. He's like, he knows all the stuff, but all he practices for himself is the single palm change. He's like, it's all in there, but he had to go through the 50 years of training the whole system to get to that point of understanding that. Yeah, for sure. And that's not an overnight practice. I think, you know, it's almost like, like the, you know, the Bruce Lee philosophy of the system of no system. And I'm like, I would rather start in something that's very, well put together mm-hmm. and very well constructed before I start erasing the lines. Yeah. And you know, we, we use, we're big, we've used the Picasso reference more than once. <laughs> he started as a, um, a tradesman in the art world, right? He learned how to figure draw. He learned how to mix oils, you know, hand, paint by hand. He learned, um, 
watercolors and all the traditional ways that a master painter should learn how to paint. And, and when he learned the rules to the point where he could break them, that's when he broke them. Right. That's when he set himself free. That's when he was doing his single palm change. That's when he was doing a single palm change and getting <laughs> getting the same stuff that but but that's the other thing too is you know what is that barrier to entry for a rookie student but you know a lot of people think that uh when Picasso got to that point that his he was art, mad his art started to look like shit so yeah <laughs> a lot of people fucking hate Picasso that's true too <laughs> that's true too they're like oh my 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 6 year old could do exactly. this and I'm like I don't know it's like some people could see some guy who's practicing you know whatever like they're maybe their single palm change or maybe they're Taiji form or whatever, they look like they're fucking phoning it in. It just looks like it looks like sloppy crap, you know. Do you, now, now, <laughs> do you, do you like, think no, the, no, no. The, that guy did all the work? That, and that's interesting too, because I think a Joe Schmo off the street is the untrained eye, mm-hmm. and it's the difference mm-hmm. between the untrained eye looking at something and somebody that's been in the in the in the in the mud, so to say, training and sweating and bleeding, and be like, no, you don't understand what that old man's doing yeah, over there. Exactly. You have you have no clue. Yeah. But you have to have that to know that you don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> isn't, right, right. isn't that yeah. a fascinating there's, thing? There's some irony there for sure. It's like, ah, you got you to gotta know the thing. Got to know the thing before you, you can unknow it. Uh-huh. Very much so. Very Taoist. Very, wow, wow. Look at us, oh, look at us wow. here on this show. Getting all philosophical all of a sudden. Yeah. It could <laughs> be lunch. Knowing of unknowing. <laughs> could be lunch. <laughs> so what do you think individually – what in your practice individually? So you were talking about the Shintians, right? Mm. Is there anything in Xingyi that, that you really like to dive into that you feel like maybe as a practitioner, you know, because you also do Xingyi, yeah. as I know. Is there something that you're like, I like that. I really like diving into that. When well, I'm- you know, it, it, for me, it sort of depends because it depends on what I'm working on. Okay. Right. And so I have my favorite things, right? It's like you have your favorite food, but you don't eat your favorite food all the time. Or you get fat. Yeah, well, you know, or you, you, get, just, you get burnout on it. Yeah, you just get tired of it. What are what are some of your favorite foods? I'm interested. Favorite, not 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 food food, but like shingy. What do you like to chew? What do you <laughs> like, like to oh, what do you like to we're chew? We're going in a different direction. We're going here. in a different direction. What do you like to chew on in our shingy practice? <laughs> I really I like the linking forms. I like the five oh. ele- I like the five element linking forms. Um, you know, I like uh, uh, I like I like the two man sets, and I don't get to practice them as much as I'd like. Sure. Um, and then, of course, I have a few favorite animals. Okay, you know, yeah, and a few favorite yeah. fists. You know, and I, I think for me that that that's that's enough. It's enough shingy. But I have the whole system. But you know, it's just like those are the things. Like when I when I just go, oh hey, you know, I'm just casually practicing it. But I I definitely take care to try to uh, practice this stuff. Once again, I don't like and practice this stuff sure. that I, I I find boring or I find difficult or you know. And see if there's, you know, either maybe my attitude's changed or there's something else there, possibly mm-hmm. that that I'm like, ooh, that's rusty, or that that doesn't that doesn't feel right, um, you know. If there's if there's a better, more maybe more refined way to do it, uh, I think that those those are sort of uh, important things that I milestones that I sort of look for when I practice. And if I come across them, then you know, either I'll I'll write them down or I'll practice them right then, and then I'll kind of make a habit out of it. Oh, I got to practice whatever. Um, tool tool is like the the bane of my animal existence. Really, yeah. that's interesting. I have like four or five different versions of it. So sure, it's like I've only know, got a just, couple, but it just keeps cropping up. Man. Okay. And I understand. And the cool thing is, is like I like what it's trying to teach, but I don't like the forms per se. Okay, 
That's not. That's they're, fascinating. Yeah, they're not my favorite, but I love the concept. Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. For me, I'd have to go um, some of my favorites, some of my uh, strawberries and cream, if you will. Uh, I really love the five element saber. Mm. I think there's there's something that really helps. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's a spear art, spear art, spear art. I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. But for maybe just my frame, my understanding really started to click when I started doing the five element saber. Mm. I don't know. Just just a personal thing. Um, I like the pole shaking that we do. Mm-hmm. I've seen other people do it. I think uh, I, I really like like the way you teach that one. I think it's it's a little more refined than I've seen other people do it. I'm not saying they're wrong. I just I think the way you do it's a little – there's more instruction and more depth in it. Mm. And I really – after doing that, I just <laughs> – you know, I, I realize that, you know, Shingy is internal – that doesn't mean that you can't have a good flop sweat after you know a shingy workout. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. And that is one of the things where I'm like, well, if I want to leave everything out there, I'll go, I'll go shake the pole for a little bit and be like, Jesus Christ, I feel like I hit the heavy bag for mm-hmm. half an hour or something like that. For me, uh, I love pretty much all the elements, and you know, I've got my few favorite animals. But lately, I've been going back to real nuts and bolts, and I'm finding that I'm enjoy i've never really enjoyed it i never hated it but i'm enjoying the standing practice a little bit more Mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i'm finding you know you have a way that you've shown me how everything you know can integrate back to that but 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 i'm finding it easier because i think Mm. i'm maybe maybe practicing it a little bit more and so to have those connection points for me i'm finding that a little bit easier these days Mm. so that's pretty cool i'd have to say that some of my favorite things in my other art that I practice, you know, with the Wing Chun, um, I, you know, I love the knives. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know why. I just, I really like the long pole practice and we have it where we have drills um, that work on grip strength and rotation of the joints as well as, you know, like um, back practice, I call it, you know, rotation of the hips, things like that. I really, I really am enjoying kind of dialing those things in. And then, you know, it looks like I'm going to be teaching a couple months down in Denver in the spring. And so I'm coming up with more and more ways to break apart information that I already have. And not so much make more material that way, it, you know, but it it's, it's makes it more accessible to a rookie student to understand what they're doing. And so I really find that that's fun. And maybe that's more on the teacher than the practitioner side of things, but mm-hmm. I still find it fun fundamentally as a practitioner because I actually have to do the work as a practitioner to be right. able to get access right. to it to tear it apart. So I think that's kind of cool.